This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Man, how rattled must Alec Baldwin be right now? News broke yesterday. He is being charged with involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of cinematographer Elena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. We all remember this This happened, and it's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It was portrayed by Baldwin initially as a, a terrible accident, but now he could be held responsible in a court of law for the shooting. He was not only an actor on the movie, he's also a producer. And, you know, you're hearing all sorts of rumors when this first came out that there was some serious gross negligence with actual live ammunition, real guns. Who knows what really happened? It'll be interesting to find out in court. The movie's armorer has been charged as well. This is a person on a movie set that's supposed to look after the weapons to make sure there's no live ammunition in them, uh, keep them in safe places. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, didn't do a good job. Uh, She is facing manslaughter charges as well. Baldwin's attorney says that the decision to charge him by the uh, the Santa Fe District Attorney represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. Says that Baldwin relied on the professionals with whom he worked who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. He had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. Could be uh, looking at five years in prison hmm. if he's found guilty. <sighs> Even if he's guilty... You know, he'll probably get the celebrity treatment, rich guy, so he probably won't go for the full sentence. I don't know. His lawyer's obviously talking lawyer talk there, but I don't know. If that, the rumors are true that they were literally doing target practice near the set while, like, with the armorer, who knows what to believe? But there's no way he didn't know that was happening. And with, should, live with live ammunition. Yeah, ammo, they were shooting, target shooting. shooting bullets. Uh, with the same guns. In off hours, allegedly. It seems insane, but you know, who knows if that is true. But like, I feel bad for Alec Baldwin to a certain extent, because obviously he didn't plan on shooting anybody. But if you were that negligent, then there does need to be a punishment handed out. So he's facing uh, two different counts. And one of the counts is less uh, serious and more lenient penalty would be 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. But the other is a mandatory five-year prison sentence. So mm. if he is found guilty of, uh, of manslaughter, he could be going to jail for five years, man. They want to hold somebody accountable for it. And if it's not the guy who was holding the gun, then who is it? Hmm. Maybe multiple people, really. DA in Santa Fe says the evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety on the Rust film set. In New Mexico, there is no room for film sets that don't take our state's commitment to gun safety and public safety seriously. Alec Baldwin, facing jail time, charged with involuntary manslaughter. The Taz and Jim Podcast. The dude that was interviewed by CHCH uh, Television in Hamilton discussing the new recommendations that the government put out uh, stating that you should only have two alcoholic beverages per week to remain low-risk health-wise. Two drinks a week, what's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. It's heartbreaking and I can't even believe it. What, can I have uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? Well... What's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. Do the math. 
Nobody's gonna tell me how to live here. Oh, I have listened to this 20 <laughs> times and it cracks me up still every single time. You need the visual. We've oh. posted uh, the, uh, the video, which is going viral on the Taz and Jim Facebook page if you haven't seen it. This guy is a beauty. And a kudos to the uh, the CHCH reporter who decided to go out. It looks like maybe he's in front of a beer store or something I asking so. people what they think about the new recommendations, guidance on alcohol and health. Only two drinks a week. <laughs> two drinks a week? What's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, this guy looks like he has a few every day. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. He, Personal I, choice. He, I wouldn't describe him as the picture of health. <laughs> but, man, he looks like he's fun to party with. Absolutely. It's heartbreaking, and I can't even believe it. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. It's like nobody's going to tackle you and prevent you from, from drinking. Right. Like, did you this not is, know that this two is beers? a recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Like you gotta know that beer isn't great for you, so th- this can't be a surprise. You know, the more you drink, the worse it is for you. This has not been a secret. Still, this alcohol math thing cracks me up too, Taz. Uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? <laughs> well, what's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. <laughs> It's not one or another. They're not telling you to stop <laughs> drinking beer and start yeah. drinking Coca-Cola. They're both bad for you. You know what? If a doctor told me that, though, that four beers are better for you than a two-liter Coke, I would believe him. Yeah. This guy, though, I don't know what to think. He may have a point. He may be right. He, they, they don't recommend that you drink two liters of Coca-Cola a day. Especially every Either. day. Yeah, yeah. Can I have two liters of pop? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We have some guests in the studio, Dr. Ryan Arbo from Arbo Sports Medicine. What is uh, what is the thing that we should be doing to stop our bodies from hurting all the time? <laughs> in uh, general. <laughs> just generally, you know, stretching, exercising, um, drinking lots of water, eating well. Yeah, a lot of people are, are looking to get in shape after the holidays. Uh, what would the, the tip you, number one tip you have for them, when it comes to gaining strength and losing weight? I would just set your expectations like realistically. So don't kind of have your end goal in mind and just kind of work slowly and um, work up to something slowly versus saying, oh, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds because it's not going to happen like health, like in a healthy way over the course of a short period of time. It's a journey, not a destination, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a question that came in there, Jim. Hey, Taz and Jim. I, ha- I had a partial torn ACL a couple years ago. My knee hasn't felt the same since. I did physio for it, but it still hurts. Is there anything I can do to help improve? Yeah, I think that it sounds like there's definitely a lot to um, kind of dig into with a question like that and, and potentially optimize. Uh, physiotherapy is a great starting point. Uh, I think a, a medical assessment, seeing kind of what their actual issues are with their knee would be the next step and then see what can be kind of, uh, you know, figured out from there. Um, I have a kind of a, a similar question because mm-hmm. I dislocated my shoulder 15 years ago, or sorry, separated it 15 years ago, then I dislocated it two years ago. How'd you do that? <laughs> I fell off a skateboard as a 35-year-old man who <laughs> tried skateboarding for the first time. It's not a good idea. But like, I did the physio for the recommended time, whatever what it was, three months, and I did my due diligence. But like now I play soccer goalie, and like sometimes I'll dive and my arm will feel weird, and I'm like, it's that same shoulder. So do I essentially have to do physio for the rest of my life or something, or what's going on? 
I think you should keep up with the strengthening exercises the rest of your life. Do you have to physically go there three times a week? For yeah, the rest like of personal your life? physio. I wouldn't see no. somebody, but I mean, do the stretches and stuff that they gave That's me. That's going to be optimizing mm. things, absolutely. How often does it happen where you give exercises and stretches to people and then uh, they come back into the office and they're like, it's not working? And you know for a fact they have not been doing yeah. their stretches. Is your rubber band still in its plastic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you guys know, right? Like you can oh, yeah. tell whether yeah, or not they've been doing yeah. what you told them to do. I yes. usually tell patients there's two people in your life you shouldn't lie to: your lawyer and your doctor. <laughs> so just let us know. Your wife still you're still fine. Yeah, yeah. You should hey, generally kind of be honest with your physician, and then you can come up with a plan that actually works with them. Yeah, because it, 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 it's like playing golf. If you're cheating at golf, you're not cheating anyone but yourself. Yeah, exactly. and if or you're your friends for money, but yeah. you're lying to everybody. If you're lying to your doctor, like how are they supposed to help you? Exactly. You guys do judge people in your heads, though, if they tell you something. Well, we get paid. We get paid to do that. Do you guys make yeah. notes? Like liar, <laughs> asterisk liar. This guy's Weary lying. Following plan. <laughs> we played a little clip on the air earlier, guys. I want to play this to you. It's in regards to the new uh, uh, low-risk uh, health guidelines for drinking alcoholic beverages. This is a man who was interviewed on the streets of Hamilton, Ontario, by CHCH Television. Two drinks a week, what's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. It's heartbreaking, and I can't even believe it. What, can I have uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? Well, what's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. Doctors, we have uh, we have you here, so we might as well see if we can get an answer to that. Yeah, can we do the math? <laughs> do the math. What is healthier, two beers or two liters of pap? I would uh, say as a one-off, if you're just going to do either one as a one-off, probably the two beers. Full-strength Coke is not very good for you. So <laughs> I probably would avoid that if possible. I'm two liters beers for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with that. Two beers versus two liters. Yeah. Done and done. <laughs> This guy's right. Bingo! <laughs> he did the math. He did, he did the, the math. math. But you shouldn't do either every day. Yeah. No. <laughs> sure. Everything right within moderation, yeah, exactly. right? And to be clear, the government is not going to force you to stop drinking alcohol. If you want to drink pop or alcohol, for now, still legal to do so. Here's what I do. I put my alcohol in the pop. <laughs> do that math. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. January 20th, 2023. And this day is a special one for Jim and I and everyone working on the radio. We find a delightful creature called the disc jockey. It's January 20th. Today is disc jockey day. I'd like a job as a disc jockey. DJ! DJs. Disc jockeys are found everywhere. National Disc Jockey Day. It's one of your real DJ pals. I love them. Best DJ on the radio. Happy DJ day. Yeah, Jim, happy DJ day. You too, Taz. Did uh, you get anything? Anyone buy a DJ present? I forgot. (laughs) Oh, wait, I got you a quarter-inch adapter for your headphones. Every DJ's favorite friend. You can't have too many of those. Christmas time, my son, six-year-old son, Grayson, he got a gift. It was a, a DJ station for kids it's got like a flashing light on it and a sound pad so you press buttons and it drop beats or do sound effects Mm -hmm. and you can make your own little dj songs and he was trying to figure out how to work it and i said buddy give it to me i'll help you out 
He's like, no, Daddy, I'll do it myself. I said, well, but Dad's a DJ. I can help you. He's like, you're not a DJ. All you do is talk. (laughs) Oh, son. (laughs) Pretty perceptive, though, (laughs) because there's a big difference. Today celebrates not just the radio DJ, but... The uh, the DJ at the nightclub. Oh, it does too. Eh? Yes, so it covers uh, radio club disc jockeys. Sure, you know uh, the the wedding DJ legend. Yeah, gotta love that person. I've, I've been asked by many people to DJ their wedding. <laughs> Say, hey Taz, you're a DJ. You want to DJ my wedding? I'm like, yeah, he's not that kind of DJ. Yeah, yeah, I don't have the equipment. Yeah, and also, I, my son's right. I'm the talky kind. Yeah, halfway through the first dance, Taz gives his opinion about <laughs> grocery prices. <laughs> Do a quick weather. <laughs> a traffic report if you're driving home at midnight. <laughs> yeah, but we, we respect those. I, a lot of respect for the, uh, the club DJs and the party DJs. Some of them. Yeah, what, which ones don't you respect, Jim? The ones that just hit play and then the playlist just plays the whole time. Right. I like the guys who like mix it up, dude. I, I think that's very impressive. That's super cool. In full disclosure, it's never been easier to be a DJ, I think, on both fronts. Big time. Like We have all our music in a computer here, uh, all our commercials in a computer. When I started in radio, way back when, you used to have to put CDs in the CD player. You used to have to put commercial carts in a cart player, so every commercial, you had the giant wall of carts, and you had to put those in. It was, you had to be very organized if mm-hmm. you're a DJ back in the olden days. And same with the uh, the the club DJs, just have those big crates of records you have to carry. Oh yeah, carrying up flights of stairs. Yeah, yeah, totally. Way harder back in yeah, the day. Yeah, now you just plug in a laptop to a Bluetooth speaker and you get paid a thousand dollars. I'm kind of starting to think that we don't even deserve our own day, guys. <laughs> the Taz and Jim podcast. We were talking to Alan Cross from the ongoing history of new music earlier in the week. And Alan used the term mass extinction when talking about classic rockers. And man, uh, breaking news yesterday really makes you feel like Alan's not far off here because another legend from uh, a bygone era has passed away. David Crosby has died at the age of 81, of course, famous for his work with the birds. songs make me nostalgic for the 60s and i wasn't even alive in the 60s yeah especially turn 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 that song i don't know it takes me back to forest gump yeah i don't know what it is but yeah everybody's wearing dresses and pants slacks flowers in their hair uh, and then of course he, you got the harmonies like he's mr harmony david crosby uh mr mustache too just a Definitely. great duster i i imagine that wilford brimley was waiting for him <laughs> Welcome to the Give mustache the wing. Yeah, <laughs> the mustache wing of, of the afterlife. <laughs> Crosby, Stills, Nash was Stephen Stills, Graham Nash. Neil Young was in and out. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, right? 
that's my jam right there, Southern Cross. David Crosby's family released this statement. It's with great sadness after a long illness that our beloved David Cros Crosby has passed away. He was lovingly surrounded by his wife and soulmate Jan and son Django. Although he's no longer here with us, his humanity and kind soul will continue to guide and inspire us. His legacy will continue to live on through his legendary music. He also had a child. He he fathered Melissa Etheridge, uh, her and her partner's children, right? So he was a sperm donor guy? He was guy? the sperm donor, yeah. Everybody, Good class of human to get. Everybody loved David Crosby, man. He seemed to be one of those guys that was welcome in any... Any circle? Uh, any circle uh, when, when it came to musicians. He was a uh, regular on The Simpsons. He had a number of appearances on The Simpsons uh, television show. Delicious bourbon, brownest of the brown liquors. So tempting. What's that? You want me to drink you, but I'm in the middle of a trial. Excuse me. Hello, David. I'm really tempted. Just take it one day at a time and know that I love you. I love you too, man. <laughs> Such he, a calming presence. He was Lionel Hutz's sponsor. <laughs> Had his struggles with drugs and alcohol, was a bit of a wild man through his life. And uh, let's, let's be honest, the fact that he was able to live to 81, given what he went through, he had a liver transplant. Mm. Uh, he had to become clean and sober in the later years of his life. He basically had like two or three decades that were gravy, right? Like, there was a number of times David Crosby almost died before this. Yeah, yeah. So glad he had some peace in his last few decades then. 81 years old, we have lost David Crosby, rock and roll legend. I want to see your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? NFL Divisional Round Weekend. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here. With Peacock's picks. How, how did Dev do last week, Jim, with his picks? Taz, our man Peacock went five for six. There you go. Pretty good. That is pretty good, Dev. And 92%. Now, now you've only got four games to pick, so the expectation is there that you should go four for four here. It's easy to do it. <laughs> no problems whatsoever. <laughs> Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs and Jacksonville Jaguars. 4.30 on Saturday is that game. This game is the easiest to pick. It's go- It's got the 4.30 slot for a reason. Kansas City wins this easily. I'm- all credit to Jacksonville for coming back last week, uh, to Trevor Lawrence for turning it around, to Doug Peterson for some of his play calls. But they're running into a buzzsaw on the Kansas City Chiefs. Would you say this is your peacock, P-lock of the week? This is definitely the P-lock of the week. The next game on Saturday, Giants versus the Eagles. I would assume this is a close runner-up to your P-lock of the week. Sort of based on the fact there's four games, yes, but I've been a big fan of the Giants all season long. They have uh, defied expectations. They are playing better at the right time, but the Philadelphia Eagles all year long, I kept waiting for them to falter, and it never really did. They kind of stumbled a little, stumbled a little bit at the end of the season. Jalen Hurts uh, missed a couple of games, but I am going to pick Philadelphia in this one. Sunday, we got the Bengals versus your Buffalo Bills. 
Uh, this one kind of worries me, guys. <laughs> really? <laughs> it does, because uh, the, the Bills' defense has been hurting as of late. Uh, Von Miller uh, is uh, done for the season, and they are really missing him. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals, their offensive line is missing three guys, and so it's this weird situation where the Bengals' offensive line and the Bills' defense, in terms of trying to put pressure on them, kind of cancel each other out. I'm picking the Bills. I'm a Bills fan, uh, so I'm uh, 100% picking the Bills. However, if the Bengals can do what the Dolphins did last week, which is put pressure on Josh Allen, force him to make those big bombs, get them off the field uh, quicker, and can suck up some of the clock, then the Bengals are not going to have the same clock issues as the Dolphins and could pull this out. Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. The Bengals worry me, but I'm picking the Bills. Cowboys 49ers. So, I mean, Brett Maher uh, better not uh, uh, screw things in this one. I, I would pick the, I'm going to pick the 49ers, uh, to be clear. However, I think the Dallas Cowboys have a chance to knock off the 49ers because the 49ers are a bit vulnerable in their secondary. Dak Prescott can make, you know, some of those longer passes where they could capitalize on that weakness for the 49ers. But still, I mean, I'm, I'm in love with Brock Purdy and everything that the 49ers doing right now. And Brett Maher I do think is going to uh, screw up again. The Dallas Cowboys went 30 years without winning a game on the road in the playoffs. I don't see them winning two in a row in the same year. I think the Cowboys are going to win because they're going to go for the two-point conversion every time. (laughs) Put them ahead. The San Francisco uh, 49ers field is a tough field to kick in. It's not going to be as easy in terms of conditions as Tampa Bay. So just even if there was no concern about the yips for a Brett Maher, it's a tough place to kick. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, 49ers. There are Dev's picks for the NFL divisional round. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. When we mentioned earlier in the show that today is National DJ Day, we weren't pandering to try and get you to send us messages telling us how much you appreciate us being in your lives every morning. But a few people have decided to do that, and it feels good. <laughs> we, we didn't ask for it, but we appreciate we it. We will take it, and we thank you. Yeah, today is uh, DJ Day. Tomorrow, Jim, mm-hmm. the 21st of January, I like this one. It's Use Your Gift Card Day. Use Your Gift Card Day. So uh, the holidays just happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were given gift cards in their stockings, in, in their uh, cards, right? Mm-hmm. So um, how many gift cards would you say you have at home that you haven't used? I'd say between three to five somewhere. I yeah. have a couple for restaurants. I have a $100 one for Canadian Tire that my dad gave me for Christmas that I haven't used. According to the website creditcards.com, $21 billion worth of gift cards will go unspent this year. Hmm. 47% of North American adults say they have at least one unused gift card voucher or store credit lying around. One of the best laws ever made recently is that you, they, they can't, can't expire. expire. That was such a scam. Such a scam. Yeah. So, like, I'm glad. Sometimes they occasionally do, actually. So just be, like, there's a couple lawsuits going on right now about Amazon gift cards that somehow expire. They're not supposed to. So just maybe take a look at your cards. But yeah, that is the best thing that ever happened to gift cards. But use them. 
Totally. Because you're just sitting there. It's like the the companies, the big these big corporations are getting free money from the consumer if you don't go out and spend these gift cards. Yeah, they're putting that $100 in the bank and getting interest on it. <laughs> Suckers. Seriously. I think we got a... I've got a couple movies to go see. I think we got some Cineplex ones sure, at home. Sure, sure. I've got a, uh, in my wallet, what do I got? A Kelsey's gift card. The, oh, this is, this is the one, the multiple, where I can go to Swiss Chalet, Montana. Oh, those are good. Harvey's, Kelsey's. That's the trick is kind of leaving them in, like I have a little box I put them in. Yeah. Um, but I should keep them in my wallet. I don't like having a bunch of stuff in my wallet, but if you have them in your wallet, I think you're more likely to use them. Because like I'll go to Canadian Tire on a, on a whim and be like, damn it, I wish I had my gift card with me. Because I always leave them at home. So I should maybe I should leave them in the car. Or just go to Canadian Tire tomorrow because it's <laughs> gift card day. If it's gift card day, I want an additional 50% on what is on the gift card. So there's a bonus for me to go that day. Plan ahead. Go out there. Use your gift cards tomorrow. You know who's good at running? Usain Bolt. The best. Pretty good runner. You know who's not great at picking uh, people to trust with his money? Usain Bolt. Uh-oh. He's missing $12.7 million. He had invested the money with a Kingston, Jamaica-based stocks and securities uh, company. And he recently checked the balance of this account. $12.7 million had turned into $12,000. couple zeros missing. (laughs) Damn. So basically all the money that was in that account has been wiped out. Uh, His lawyer is looking into it. The authorities are looking into it. But what a gut punch that would be if you checked your account balance and $12 million was gone. Now for us, it would probably be much worse. I checked his net worth, 90 mil. So it's a... It's not all of his money. Thankfully, no. And I'm glad he made all that money and knew how to market himself. A lot of Olympians can't make that transition so good for Usain Bolt but that's crazy 90 mil wow yeah first thing you see when you get off a plane in Jamaica is I don't know if it's the same but when last time I went there for a destination wedding Usain Bolt was all over the airport they got a big mural yeah. of him on the wall of course he's a national hero there he's the man and I would be very scared if I ripped him off because, like, he could run up silently anytime and yeah. kick your ass. You're not getting away from him. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to catch you. You hear some rapid footsteps when you're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Bolt. Peacock. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He joins us here in the studio. Dev. Hey, guys. Hey, a little crowded, isn't it? Uh, a lot of people here that weren't here earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say hi. This is Dr. Ryan Arbo, uh, Matt Bogart, and Dr. Eric Letzi. They uh, work with the Arbo Sports Medicine Organization. Hey, fellas. And they made a big That's donation funny. to uh, the fight to end homelessness. Oh. So we're letting them... Uh, you're the prize? Hey, we're the prize. <laughs> we're letting them hang out here for a while this morning. Uh, let's reiterate your NFL picks. I, I'm very boring. I'm picking all home teams uh, this weekend. So it's the Chiefs over the Jaguars. It's the Eagles over the Giants. Bills over the Bengals. And 49ers over the Cowboys. You wanted to talk hockey as well. What's going on? Yes, because I hate Gary Bettman. <laughs> and uh, any chance I have a, an opportunity to just to take a shot at them. Like The NHL All-Star Game is coming up pretty soon. And they have added the, the final group of players who are going to be participating in the All-Star 
All-Star Game. And this is my annual reminder, plea to the NHL to just get rid of the game in general because they do this stupid three-on-three tournament no one cares about. The only thing that's uh, that people care about for the entire All-Star Weekend is the skills challenge, so make that the focus. Forget the game altogether. I don't care about the three-on-three three of the Metropolitan Division against the Atlantic against all the other loser divisions. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you agree with Dev? <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, I think the one big game was actually more fun than the three-on-three um, tournament, to be honest. It yeah. seems silly. I, I would like to see, let's switch it up completely. Let's let's have like, let's get Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin sitting behind a Super Nintendo and playing yes. Super Nintendo 6, or the NHL that. 94 or yeah. something like that. Like, let's, let's stream it. Let's have some fun with these all-stars. Let's do something different. I mean, the NHL is the most boring league. They're about to get passed by Major League Soccer in terms of popularity in the United States. They don't do anything to really grow the game, and this All-Star game is an example of that. It's the most boring of them all. Uh, at the very least, do what they did a couple of years ago and let the players pick their teams. The that NBA was cool. does yeah. that. that was Go fun. back to that. Find some way to generate interest in the game because right now I don't sense a whole Remember lot. that when Phil Kessel got picked last? Wasn't yes. that fun? <laughs> <laughs> Great times. Have you seen the jerseys, though? The jerseys yeah. are kind of like a 90s throwback so for the All-Star game. this is kind of like the my, the recent Miami Heat, Miami Vice style jersey. So it is in Florida this year, the All-Star Game. So oops, so it's got like uh, the big old star from back in the 90s that used to be in the All-Star jerseys, plus the blue and pink Miami Vice colors. What do you think? I like them. So I actually have a, a Felix Potvin All-Star hockey jersey that's like that exact same kind, but purple. And so I like those Is jerseys. it legit, for, like from the 90s? I, it's, yeah, it's I, it's from the nineties. You, you know that nineties clothes are worth money now. Oh. What do you mean? Well, if you sell them online, like people are paying a lot of money for vintage nineties clothes, which makes me feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> that nineties clothing is vintage. So I actually have a Felix Pot Van jersey as well. It's my oh. first jersey. It's one of the half blue, half white. Half yeah, blue, half I remember white. those. Yeah, I got one of those at home. Felix Pot Van. Awesome. Is it from the nineties? It is. Vintage. Potvin was the man. He like, was. The I, I did my uh, internship way back when, when I was in college at the Fan in Toronto. I went to a Kings Leafs game. Specifically, went to the uh, the visitors' locker room so I could interview Felix Potvin. It was so great. So you could see Felix Potvin so naked. So I, could, I just wanted to smell him. I wanted to smell Felix Potvin. I want to smell the cat. Restraining order time. Thanks, Dev. Ka-ka. You're listening to Taz and Jim.